This episode is brought to you by Trailer Park Yard Games, where over 28 games are delivered directly to your party. We park the trailer, you party. That was really what sparked me to travel by myself because I was like, okay, I have to remedy that so I can quit worrying about it and kind of forgive myself. Did you have the Texas like, como say, de say? (laughs) Yes. And also the classic, um, I learned it enough to pass the test and get the good grades, but then couldn't act practically. Uh, use it in. I can do bathroom beer and taco. Well, that's all you need. And mustache so. for some reason. Pantalones, <laughs> siesta, queso. Yep, that's it. Sombrero. <laughs> that's all you need. So you went to immerse yourself in the language and the culture. So yes. how long were you gone? Let's have a chat, talk this and that with PB and Jay-Z. Hey, hey, welcome to the PB and JC podcast. My name is JC George. I am joined by Billy. I'm Sarah. I'm Sarah. I'm Sarah. Oh my Sarah. goodness. I'm being left out again. I'm Bill Stead. Billy Stead's dead over here. Um, I We've got someone who is very well traveled and it's actually pretty cool. I remember when I was in like a high school, like elementary, you know, in grade school and stuff like that. Not that long ago. There were so many, about <laughs> five years ago, there would be people who would honestly just be, my parents love traveling. So every summer we would go somewhere like Colorado or Canada, somewhere that was, we would always do a trip because my parents would love to travel. And so after we'd come back from summer break, I would have so many friends that'd be like, I've never left Texas. And Looking at Facebook, I can probably say that that's probably still true for many of them. Um, but you, Sherry, have traveled so many places alone. You've traveled alone with a child. Um, that is amazing. What has sparked your love for travel? Have you always liked to get around? <laughs> oh, oh, whoa. I thought said it was appropriate. <laughs> Um, actually, I too have parents that like to travel. And so every summer we would go to different places. And so I just always remember loving to travel since for my whole life. And so then as I got older, then I started, you know, being able to think, hmm, I can go places without my parents and um, just look for other experiences. And, you know, once you move to college and you're like, I'm out. Okay, now, you know. I can do what I want. Um, I can do what I want. And um, just looking for different experiences. And I actually um, took Spanish in college and still couldn't speak it like at all afterwards. And so I try to, you know, not have any regrets in life. And I was already feeling the regret of that. So that was really what sparked me to travel by myself because I was like, okay, I have to remedy that so I can quit worrying about it and kind of forgive myself. Did you have the Texas like, como say, de say? (laughs) Yes. And also the classic, um, I learned it enough to pass the test and get the good grades, but then couldn't act practically uh, use it in. I can do bathroom beer and taco. Well, that's all you need. And mustache for some reason. (laughs) Pantalones, siesta, queso. Yep, that's it. Sombrero. (laughs) That's all you need. So you went to immerse yourself in the language and the culture? So how long were you gone? What did that trip look like? Where did you go? Um, I actually started going back and forth to Peru. I did that for um, two or three years. And I would go for like two months. And then I would come home for a month. And then I was actually living in Florida also. So I was basically for about three years, I rotated two months in Peru, one month Texas, one month Florida. So I was suitcase living, but I was loving it. And um, How did you finance that? 
Um, I sold everything before I left. Like, I was like, you know what? I don't need a car. I don't need um, all this stuff that I had been moving from Mansfield to San Marcos to San, to San Antonio to Corpus Christi to Grapevine. To, and then I was like, basically just decided, okay, when I before I went to Peru, I just... Put it all on eBay. This was before Facebook Marketplace. That's awesome. Were you sound old? <laughs> were you working during that time as well? Um, I was. I was working um, online, and so I basically have been trying to get the online thing going for, since college. And I did work for a while in Dallas when I graduated, and so I just saved a lot of money and. Um, just and then sold everything and, and went from there. And um, I did work exchange. So when you do work exchange, you spend very little money, especially when you're in the middle of nowhere where there's no stores or anything. Tell us what work yeah. exchange is because I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Okay, either. so there's some programs that are out there where basically people will say, um, come and live with me, I'll feed you, and then and you work like on my property or in my business or something like that. And so I had had a friend that um, went to Costa Rica and did work exchange. And she had such a wonderful experience and told me all about it, that that really sparked my curiosity. And, um, and so I used the same program that she used. And um, that was actually um, workaway.info. And I'm not endorsing that place or anything you have to check your reviews we are not do, affiliated yeah we're but not also affiliated if you, if work but that is you, what i used and if you want to sponsor us please let us know <laughs> right. so um so i just um found a place that i thought worked for me and i had had some friends that went to peru and had really good experiences and just small stuff like left their wallet at a restaurant and when they went back it was still there and they were like i think maybe you'll be okay to go to this place right and everybody thinks south america is like the wild west or something but it's a really conservative country like there's not um there's stuff going on down there everywhere there's stuff going on but um when we went to brazil people were like don't wear anything name brand don't let them see that you have an iphone like wear a fanny pack under your clothes like they scared us to the point where it was like everyone went and got like like everything cheap and we're hiding things and and we got there and it was totally not like that at well, all. Well, I actually did do that. What everything you named, I did all that that stuff. And I actually I remember I I was down there and it was winter and then it became summer and um I was really nervous to um not have my documents on me and I didn't want to pull my phone out and everything. So even in the summer, I wore my jacket everywhere because I had all my stuff in the inside pockets and I didn't want it where someone could pickpocket me or anything. And so I would just remember like sweating so bad. And I was like, I probably stick out more because I'm the only person wearing a jacket when it's super hot. <laughs> I bet she has really good stuff on her jacket. Yeah. Pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so I was more afraid. I've been more afraid in parts of Dallas that I probably should have been in than I have been going overseas anywhere. That and I think there's, you know, of course there's dangerous places to go, but don't be dumb either. Um, but I think for the most part it, it was almost like a scare tactic and it's people that don't know when you get online and you look that but, mm-hmm. yeah but it sounds like you kind of knew where you were going and what you were doing well, that was that's 1000 percent true i remember i had been going back and forth for peru to peru and before i went everyone told me i was crazy and my parents were like i mean just losing their minds you know and so 
I went, I had been down there for a while going back and forth and I came home and I, um, you know, my parents have an extra car. So I was like, come on, give me some keys. And, um, so, and I went to Fort Worth and I took a wrong turn and I went down Rosedale and I was more scared in that (laughs) moment than probably the entire time I was in Peru. Rightly so. So. No one really has guns down there (laughs) on Rosedale. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me what type of work do you do when you do a work exchange like that? They have everything available. Um, I have been interested. I have been living on North Padre Island on the Corpus Christi end, and there was no coffee shop. And so originally I had been interested in opening opening a coffee shop, and I realized that I didn't know anything about coffee. (laughs) And so I thought, okay, I can kill two birds with one stone. I can go to Peru. I can um, work on a coffee farm, and I can learn Spanish, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to open this coffee shop. And so that was what I looked for. Um, I had a little more um, motivation and direction, I guess, in such a specific look, you know, um, when I went searching for somewhere to go. But they really have everything on there. Um, And even at one point, I did work exchange in a hostel and I had to like change the sheets and um, then I got to stay for free. Yes. But then I realized um, that was gross and the hostel's <laughs> super cheap yeah. anyway. So I was like, actually, I'll just pay for this right. <laughs> and not change the sheets. Yeah. So um, what was it like your first time traveling alone? I was super scared. <laughs> and when I got on the plane, I was like, I'm insane. What have I done? I'm on this plane and now I'm going far, far away. And I was really petrified. Like I was just like this. <laughs> I mean, just um, I was super scared. And I did do a lot of research before I went. That's one thing that I really believe in before traveling, um, whether alone or together with other people. Um, I did so much research that I had um, friends that had a private driver that they had used when they went. So he picked me up from the airport and took me to where I had to stay overnight. And then he picked me up in the morning um, the next day and like took me to breakfast and I couldn't really talk to him, but you know, it was nice. And then, then I had to take a bus for like 20 something hours out to the middle of nowhere because they, you know, at that time they didn't have airports everywhere out there. And so I had, I knew that I had to get from that bus stop to um, the sister's house of the coffee farm owner. And then they would take me where I needed to go from there. And they were expecting me and everything, but I just had to get like one mile in the middle of nowhere by myself, but with all my stuff, which made me feel really vulnerable because obviously you're super by yourself in that moment, like, and everybody can tell. And um, so I tried to plan out before I got there, um, like on Google Maps and from travel blogs and everything. I was like, okay, when I come out of the bus stop, I have to go, I have to take a tuk-tuk and go like two blocks right and go up three blocks and then it's going to be over here. Well, whenever I got over there, uh, I couldn't find the house. And I was like asking people and I couldn't remember the name good. And all of a sudden I remember I was so scared. I was panicking, but I was trying not to look like I was panicking. And so right whenever I was about to like just have a breakdown, I ask, I would just start going store to store and saying, do you know these people? Do you know these people? Because in that part of the town, you have the shops on the bottom and the houses are on the top and in, and like in the back. And so um, right when I was about to just like freak out, then 
this guy says, oh, yeah, I know who that is, and took me but over there. But he didn't there. sound like that, right? <laughs> yeah. No, he did not sound like that, and my Spanish was really, really, like, no bueno. Yeah. No bueno. <laughs> no bueno. Yes. And, um, and then made it. And then once I got out to the coffee farm, I remember I was there for, like, um, you know, two and a half months, and it starts coming up on time to leave, and I start getting scared, and I was like, I have to stay here forever now because I, I don't want to do that again. I, yeah, that was terrifying. I don't want to leave the safe space. Yes, that was terrifying, and so, but then, well, a while later, man, I was just okay. Now I'm going to go to this part of Peru, and now I'm going to go over here and see the beach, and then I had friends, and um, it just is amazing how things work out. Well, and I, so I don't know if y'all have ever traveled alone, but that was probably some of the most freeing experiences and built, it built so much confidence and independence. And it is the coolest feeling to just be on your own. And I started doing that, um, after, you know, after I was probably, I guess after I was married and I would try to get rid of my husband for a little bit and I would go (laughs) to like a real estate conference or something, but traveling by myself, it, it just, I don't know how to explain it other than just super independent. And I come back on such a high cause I could do it, you know, and it just built a lot of confidence too. That is 1000% correct. And I recommend it for anybody and everybody because, um, that is just so true. And it's like, you hear people say, oh, well, I need to find myself. And it's like, what does that mean? Well, if you go by yourself, you'll find out. <laughs> You're in Peru somewhere, so go find it. So, on a coffee farm. Now, that's hard work, isn't it? Um, it is hard work. Um, I, I didn't have to really pick the coffee okay, beans, which wonder. is the worst part. I did it for like four hours one time. And then after that, I somehow had an Nothing excuse not to do that. Oh, I can't do it. I can't. I just have one arm. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm okay, not fast enough. Well, so time out. If you guys are not watching us yes, um, so in Sherry, I don't know how comfortable you are with this, but we're going to talk about it. So y'all notice Sherry only has one arm. She did not lose the other arm by traveling by herself. <laughs> so I'm just going to clear that up. I don't know if you want to talk about that or, or not, that, that's um, but okay. Jamesy did, did throw it Sorry, out. Sorry, I did. Like, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Well, do you want to talk about it? Um, I guess we can. Okay, <laughs> it's out there now. now. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I guess. I was on a coffee farm in Peru. <laughs> yeah, I was on a farm in Peru. It went downhill. Um, no, actually, I was in an accident whenever um, I was two years old. I got run over by a lawnmower, and oh. um, I can't remember it, which I think is for the better. So oh I learned gosh, how yeah. to do everything. Um just without it and just went from there. I think, um, you know, my parents, um, I remember getting spanked a couple times because I can't was not allowed to be in my vocabulary. And, um, except for, I can't, I can't pick the coffee beans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't use those words. I was like, um, actually I'm kind of busy over here. Um, my mom says she kind of regrets that now because now I think I can do anything Everything. and do things like go to brew by myself. Well. But that is one thing that honestly, I think I can speak for all of us. That's not something we think of because you do anything and everything. I've never seen you not be able to do anything that a normal person, probably more than a person with both arms can do. Well, I remember Sherry walking into my office, uh, seems like a couple years ago. I don't know the exact time. And she says, I'm going to be gone for a few months. I said, okay, really? What are you going to do? Well, we're going over to Spain to do what? I'm just going to immerse myself over there in the country. And I'm thinking, wait a second. You, at the time, you had a, a, a child, daughter, a mm-hmm. child. Wow. And, and you're going to take your child and all your belongings and everything by yourself overseas. And that would terrify me with two working arms. And 
taking a child anywhere. I don't know that you know what the word camp means. Yeah. <laughs> well, once you've been um, like to Botswana and Zambia and then to Peru by yourself, then Spain seems super tame. <laughs> so, um, and that's what I was hoping for anyway. Um, the going with a child, I definitely was like, okay, I think I'm crazy. And the logistics of it was really, really hard. Um, just carrying all that stuff and a small person that was one year old at the time oh my um, was really difficult. And actually on the way over there, um, I got stuck in Belgium and um, I was just crying in the airport and she starts crying and it was a hot mess to say the least. But whenever, I mean, you're there, what are you going to do? I cried for a while. I pulled myself together and, and did what I had to do. Um, and they wouldn't let us on the next plane because they said that she didn't have a ticket. But she was a lap child Ooh. at the time. She was literally going to sit in my lap. And I'm like, you're not going to let me on the plane because a person's going to sit in my lap. Like, I'll pay for the difference or whatever. And they, they wouldn't do it. And um, so eventually I pulled myself together, bought a ticket for another flight and was like, get me out of Belgium. (laughs) Get me where I'm supposed to be. Well, and so, so at this point you're married today. Um, you know, as the time this airs, we don't know, but we hope we're still married. <laughs> so do you still travel alone or do y'all go together as a family? No, now we, now we go together. Do you yes. ever miss your, your solo travels though? Um, well, I've got a teething baby at home, so I'm, I'm missing even a solo, uh, coffee trip yeah. <laughs> just to the Starbucks, you know, um, right now my solo trips are like on the back porch. Right. <laughs> but, so yeah, I do. Um, but you know, I love my family and I love my husband and he travels, um, he's traveled just as much as I have and he's lived in several countries and everything. So, um, you know, we, we work together, we do everything together. So now it's really cool to, to get to take those experiences that, he was a solo traveler. I was too, and and now we do it together. And then you're like, take the babies. Yeah, yes. I'm like, <laughs> did you did you and your husband meet in Spain that trip? When in you Spain, yeah. yeah. So it went really well. Yes, obviously. <laughs> and now y'all have a baby, yes. and so now y'all are here, local in Mansfield. Yes. And just started. Well, I guess it's a little bit seasoned of a business, a marketing business called One Taco Marketing. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. So. Um, I um, I have a marketing degree and a business management degree, and then he it, um, went to um, cinematography school. So he does uh, photos, video, and graphic design. And so um, when you know when we decided to make a family, then it was kind of an obvious choice for us. Um, when he came here, then you know he didn't have any clients, he didn't know anybody. And um, a few people that might be in the room taught me how to search for clients. (laughs) So um, we just kind of put that together and um, and it just worked. And actually, it was amazing timing because we actually started that business um, like two weeks before the world locked down and we couldn't go anywhere. And real estate only took a breath and then kept going. But um you know, we were, we didn't know what, what that was and what was going on with the pandemic. And so we wanted to stay at home and it allowed us to do that. So it was really just, um, I feel like God led us to be together, to, um, open those doors for us. And we were just able to, to make it work and it's still working. And it's, it's really, really fun. I love it. It's always different. Well, and part of your, um, so we give all of our guests a gift 
part of your gift today are two of the marketing pieces that you made me for a trailer part. <laughs> so <laughs> you're, you're welcome back to me. You're giving it back. I'm re-gifting those. But seriously, we have used you. I know Jeff, Jeff's been on our podcast. He used you for his Tiger King mobile. His, um, yes. He has a golf cart that he has branded his, his Tiger King cart. Um, you've done some stuff for Trailer Parked for us, and you're so good at it and so quick. And um, they're really, really good resource. So if you guys need any kind of marketing done, um, if she can't do it, she'll find someone that can. But so far, she's not told me that she can't. So she can't say no means. unless you're on a coffee farm. She's gonna, she's, everything's in okay. Super true. <laughs> um, so, well, I mean, it's our, the way that we work together, it's been really amazing how we really can do almost anything. And um, so we kind of like to find someone that wants to ask us to do something that we're not sure if we can do yeah. because that's just a fun fully, too. Yeah, you love immersing yourself in the uncomfortability. So I guess if you got something crazy, please send it to Sherry. Yes, we want something crazy. <laughs> so I have a question for you just in marketing in general. What are some of the biggest marketing mistakes you see people make? Like if you're ever online or you're looking around, you're like, what makes you cringe? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So Hold on. <laughs> you said an hour? No, yeah. Okay. Um, so actually, um, please don't I, mention anything I've done. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. If you have a big forehead and you're just showing it around. And you're not using it as a billboard. <laughs> that's a mistake. Um, actually, one of the, the biggest, um, uh, I guess, marketing faux pas or whatever that we deal with is um, everybody knows the app Canva now. And we really think that it's a good resource. It's brought graphic design to the people, but it's really not made for logos. And whenever you make a logo on Canva, then you don't own the rights to it. That's what I did. I know. I was like, oh, oh what I'm about to say. I already know she did because we remade it for her. Um, and so, and also you don't get the right file types that you need to do large print or t-shirts or anything like that. And so, um, for logos, we see it all the time of Canva made logos, self-made logos. And I mean, more power to everybody, you know, but, um, it doesn't work for everything. And if your business really does start taking off, then you have some concerns that you have to, to worry about with it. But you fix mine, right? We fix yours. We fix them all the time. And so actually that is, um, we like to, to fix Canva, uh, logos because we know exactly what you want it to look like. And we don't have to try and pull ideas out of someone else's head, which, um, my husband has made almost 1000 logos. So we're capable of pulling ideas out of other people's head and talking through it and everything. But whenever someone makes their logo in Canva, then it's very easy for us to remake it because there it is. It's going to give you a template. Yes. All we have to do is correct some angles and maybe some fonts and stuff and then, um, and make the right file types. So that's, that's what we see every single day. (laughs) And then, and also because people want flyers and stuff like that, uh, printed or designed. And so that starts with the logo. And so we just really deal with that a lot. Do y'all mostly just deal with like marketing of like businesses and stuff like that? Or do y'all do, do, I know that there's a lot of like need for like wedding programs and like monograms and stuff like, do y'all do all of that? We do all of that. Um, since we do design and print and we can do so many different types of things, then that really lets us do almost anything. And so we've actually been making some partnerships with some venues and especially like if you have a venue that it's, 
um, like a country style venue, then all of their signs and stuff is always going to kind of be like the same theme. So, um, so yeah, we, we do all that. And especially with the banners and everything, then we do a lot of event stuff. She did a banner, the banner for our golf tournament and then the trailer park stuff. She did the, it's not really a wrap, but it's the, um, it's the vinyl that's on the trailer. Mm. She did koozies. She did stickers. She's done. Well, she's done um, signs for me. Signs. Mm -hmm. Very cool. It's all kinds of things that I've seen them do. Now, how did you come up with your name? One taco market. She did not bring. (laughs) Yes. Sorry about that. So y'all said y'all were providing breakfast. So. We, did. we did. Yeah. But it's almost lunchtime now. <laughs> but our last gate, our last guest brought us drinks. Oh, uh oh, uh oh. Maybe that's a faux pas. Yes. On my part. Oopsie. No, that was our first guest in 28, 29 episodes that yeah. brought us drinks. Wow. Okay. Well, then I'm on we, par. Yes. Yeah. You're just we like fine. Gifts. We like so, gifts. how did the name come about? So, um, actually, uh, it's really just silly and random, but you know, that, um, what was it called? The by the horns brewery in the downtown. Oh yeah. Uh, We would go over there and they really, the taco place that was inside there was like my favorite tacos, but I would always, they were kind of big, you know, so I'd always tell myself, I'm just going to get one taco. And so I get one taco and we'd hang out and hang out. Wait, what are you saying? One taco? There's no such thing. It's one taco. <laughs> and so then next thing you know, I'm ordering one taco. Yeah. Uh, one at a time. Just, yeah. more taco. It's one taco. You just get it one at a time. So <laughs> yes. it's fine. So, um, and they have the nice patio and everything. So we'd hang out for a while and, um, one taco, one taco, eh, one more taco. So then eventually when we were trying to come up with a name, then uh, he, my husband was teasing me, oh, one taco. And so we thought it was funny. And so we just went with it. It's cute. I so love did it. y'all hire someone to do your logo? Or did your <laughs> no, we didn't. We should use Canva. Oh, perfect. <laughs> the logo is super cute, by the way, too. And so yes. you guys can find them on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Um, we will link everything in the description box so that you, if you are looking for a logo, looking for any sort of marketing stuff, please use them. They're so talented, so accessible, amazing. Um, Thank you. And now we have a little segment we like to call Tales from the Lockbox. You know, sure, we have this section that we talk about humorous things that happened. Uh, either in real estate or in marketing or anything else. Do you have anything that you can think of? Uh, well, I guess I didn't really give myself too much of a chance to think about it since we started, but um, I do have um, a story that I guess is a little embarrassing that has nothing to do with anything. Bring it. <laughs> yes, those are the best Stuff ones. We love. Okay, well, I, I don't even know why I'm going to tell this story. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, let's see if I yes, can switch so it real excited. quick in my mind, but it's not that exciting. But um, I, I was, uh, laughing at myself because, um, I went to the gas station the other day looking horrible after three nights of a teasing baby crying and no sleep. And who did I see? But Michael Padgett. Oh, he told me he saw you and that you looked crazy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, I was, and I got in my car and I looked over and there he was parked right in front of the gas station door. And I was like, oh my gosh. When I got home, I told my husband, I said, you won't believe who I saw at the gas station. You- and he had said, guess some people. I said, Michael Padgett. You will see him at the gas station all the time or the donut store. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Sherry, you're in marketing, so I've got to ask you about this. I'm I'm in the office the other day. I think it was Monday. uh, And I'm not going to mention the company they were calling for, but I got a phone call from a British sounding gentleman. And uh, he asked me to call him back. And it was a very interesting message. So I said, Hello, Bill. Hello, sir. He he was calling for a funeral home. And he was like, 
Why are you calling me about he a was, funeral home? He so. was, um, he have was, you planned your death? Yeah, yeah, he was pre-planning. Well, I wasn't pre-planning. So I called this gentleman back and got him on the phone. And he started talking about the offerings. And they wanted us to sponsor some things at a local funeral home. And to me, it just, the sponsor in the casket room, it was just like, what the heck? Why would I do that? <laughs> I um, did hear the voicemail. And I couldn't believe, I mean, I guess it's. I guess it makes sense. We kind of talked about it. Like if someone is passing or has passed, I guess you get the casket after they pass. Yeah. So they have passed. And the next thing you're like, you have a house to sell, you know, so you need need attorneys, you need real estate. I just don't know about. So, so what in, in the, in the hospitals, are we going to start sponsoring the surgery rooms? You know, you're going in for heart surgery and, up on the ceiling is uh, Century 21. Do you well, no, they Century actually already 21? do yeah. that. <laughs> really? really? Um, well, in the, um, I don't know if you've given birth lately. No, but <laughs> you know, I've, I've been I thinking did. about it. But the um, the corridor of um, the labor and delivery um, does have a sponsor that, that helps pay so for true. part of it. They, and so, yes, yeah, they one of them is a Hopton Jones. Is it? <laughs> what is I Hopton? can't remember. <laughs> when I, I delivered at Mansfield Methodist, I remember dry, like walking down to have my baby and being like, Hopton Jones. And I text Jeff and I'm like, did your family sponsor this part, part of this week? And it was his uncle. Yes. I was like, yeah, okay, that's cool. But they have other sponsorships where there's like ads around for like, a newborn photography, but in a casket thing, I can't imagine like being at the eulogy. <laughs> My Jimmy Dunn dad, and how am I gonna sell this? Oh, Century Twenty One. Okay, hey. I could just yeah. just stand outside and hand out flyers. Yeah, Perfect. you know, I think it's time for Sarah to yes. level, level us up. up. <laughs> okay, so today my quote is from Oscar Wilde, and says, "Be yourself, because everyone else is already taken." And I think that's so huge, especially when it comes to marketing. So many people try to imitate, which is not always a bad thing, but don't forget to be yourself because once they know you, like you, trust you, they will then do business with you. So, um, it's okay to be you. And even if that's you, Bill, it's okay. Yeah. To be you. It's okay. <laughs> I'm I, I've gotten very used to being me. Yeah. Well, so many people, well, you've been around you for so long. I know. 20 something <laughs> episodes. Um, but so many people try to be who they think that other people, other people want, want. Them to be. And by the time people like them, they've liked something that's not even them. Yeah. And so. then you're afraid to be yourself. Cause then it's like, what if they, don't, don't like, like the real me. Yeah. But Sherry, thank you so much for being here. We love yes, the real you. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes, Thanks for thank inviting you for me. Telling us all about your tales and all this. All well, we knew you traveling. We knew you wouldn't say you couldn't come. Yeah. So we took <laughs> yeah, advantage of we that. Got that. Actually, great. this is the first week of uh, no soccer or anything on oh, Saturday. So I was no like, perfect timing. You're going to be wow. bored. Well, <laughs> but thank you. I yes. wish. <laughs> yes. Thank you all so much for listening. Please sure to like, subscribe, share, and we will link down below all of the information for how you can get in contact with one taco marketing and don't just get one taco get a couple of tacos <laughs> <laughs> and with that pb and jc we out we yeah out. just had a chat talk this and that with pb and jc